Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Voice of Business, a podcast from the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Worcester Regional Airport, in partnership with The Telegram and Gazette. I'm Dave Nordman, executive editor of The Telegram and Gazette, joined uh, as we are uh, uh, on Monday uh, by Tim Murray, CEO uh, and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Tim. Dave, uh, good to be here. Timmy, uh, another week, um, lives disrupted, businesses disrupted, um, you know, um, where do things stand in the, uh, in the Worcester business community, um, and, and with the chamber and its role? Well, virtually, you know, any and all businesses and organizations have been impacted, like uh, really almost everyone in society. And, you know, I think part of the challenge is the unknown, uh, we look to our healthcare medical experts, both here locally and thankfully, you know, we're really lucky to have uh, institutions like UMass Memorial Healthcare System, UMass Medical School, St. Vincent Hospital, Reliant, Fallon, uh, a whole host of others, you know, who are here headquartered in, in, in Worcester and in central Massachusetts. And they bring a, a level of expertise and, 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 and professionalism to this effort, which I think we all applaud recognizing, you know, what our, our healthcare professionals are exposing themselves to in efforts to kind of keep us safe. Um, and, uh, you know, listening to the, the governor and, 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 and his team, you know, projecting April 20th, a uh, week from now being the peak, you know, the question is how do we uh, ensure that that stays accurate? And then I mean, what is the appropriate time to begin the conversation about incrementally opening things up. May 4th is a date that all non-essential businesses are closed to and schools are closed to the 4th. So I think people you know, will learn a lot in the next couple of weeks about how and when uh, and what might be opened up. Yeah, obviously staying staying safe, staying healthy is at the forefront of everybody's thoughts, including those in the business community. Uh, I'll ask you one question, and I know you have a full agenda. Um, I think I read somewhere where, uh, you know, the city of Worcester and its business community um, is, um, I wouldn't say uniquely situated, but it's, um, you mentioned all of those, um, you know, those healthcare centers and that, um, that they are really at the, the forefront. And um, we do have such a diverse um, business community. Um, it's not like um, we depend on one thing like tourism or entertainment or something like that, that, you know, some of those businesses that you mentioned, um, you know, uh, have the ability to weather a storm like this and maybe prop up the rest of the business community. Is that is well, generally, sound, I, I think yeah. that's 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 accurate. I mean, generally speaking, we have a fairly diverse economy. Our single biggest employer in the region is healthcare, uh, and the UMass Memorial Healthcare System uh, being the biggest. Uh, then by higher ed, uh, which is being impacted and uh, unknowns, you know, uh, facing them as to how and when uh, students uh, go back to school. Um, we have financial services, you know, we've, our, our banks, uh, organizations like Han the Hanover. 
uh, Unum and others. And then manufacturing is still uh, a significant base in the region and an important one. And then you've got, as you mentioned, the arts and arts and cultural, uh, the creative economy, which has been you know really impacted by this. And we think our, our restaurants, our performing arts venues, um, uh, you know, those have all been our museums and institutions and some of those nonprofits, which you know add tremendously to the quality of life, but also employ people. Right. Uh, and, and, yeah. yeah. And we could, you know, obviously um, everybody talks about the importance of staying safe and staying healthy and, and keeping a good social distance. But in the chamber, you're probably, um, my guess is, and you can talk about this, is that you're you're dealing with two things, weathering the storm and then how do we come out of this um you know, when this shall pass, um, how does the Worcester business community um, come out of this and uh, help with their recovery? Yeah, well, I think the, the, the importance of the Worcester business community is also being underscored. Um, you've got, you know, the whole effort Worcester together, you know, so many of the, the business organizations, the banks. I just got off the phone with uh, one of our, our local bankers, uh, Paul Scully from Country Bank. He, like uh, many of our other our banks and institutions, have stepped up financially to help. Uh, an array of organizations and groups, and uh, contribute to the Together Worcester Fund, which uh, Worcester Together Fund, which is helping people, individuals, organizations uh, that are that are in, in, in need, both in the short and long term. So having vibrant businesses that employ people and turn a profit, so that they can. Uh, you know, give to worthy causes in good times and in challenging times is, is really important. Same thing as we've talked about, important having a robust local media uh, platform uh, in a variety of ways so that people can get timely information that, that relates to them. I mean, if you were turned on a TV, it's, you know, Washington and New York uh, for the most part. Uh, but, you know, people want to know what's happening on the ground. So uh, having, uh, you know, uh, Spectrum, having the Telegram, having Hank Stoltz, uh, having, you know, those... Uh, vehicles telling the local story, conveying information from our experts is critically important. So, uh, but you know, I, I guess when we open up, it's going to when things slowly open up, it's, it's going to be probably incremental. There's a whole question of what are the protocols in place for construction? Uh, what is the situation for if restaurants, if it were to be opened up in the same way it was closed down? You know, how how does it apply there? How do you continue to implement smart? protocols uh, until such time as a vaccine is realized or, or um, you know, those types of antivirus, whatever it is, it's going to take time. And so this is going to be a bit of a haul. But I, I think the hope is if there can be progress, even if it's incremental, once our healthcare experts are satisfied, the, the worst is behind us. And hear the the protocols that we need to put in place to avoid a repeat. Mm -hmm. And uh, so talk about uh, some of the things in the, in the part that the, uh, the chamber is playing uh, currently and in the future. Well, a big part of what we've been trying to convey uh, over the course of the last you know month, month and a half is uh, the, the SBA, the United States Small Business Administration, initially told people to apply, get in the queue for the economic injury disaster loans. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think there were aspects of that were changed. There were grants of $10,000 that were talked about, and now it's uh, grants of up to $10,000. Uh, uh, per employee, some of that money, uh, notwithstanding the fact that that maybe some thought it would be more than 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 just a per, per, per employee grant, is beginning to get in people's hands. This past week, we had members telling us they had started to receive this money. Uh, our banks have been working completely. Re, uh, turning their operations inside out to almost solely focused on 
accepting the payment protection program uh, loans, um, working with their customers, their existing customers, and then new customers uh, to, to get into line. And I was just uh, reading some information out of Washington, D.C. today, Dave. Um, as of this morning, uh, there were 882,000 uh, loans approved in the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, uh, and they were approved, those 882,000 loans were approved for $218 billion. Uh, now, the whole cap, if you remember, the CARES Act approved $349 billion. So clearly the conversations that are taking place in Washington about putting another significant amount of money back into that is going to be needed based upon the volume. Um, again, was talking to uh, one local banker this morning. They have a, one you know, large regional bank. Uh, in, 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 in Central Mass and, and beyond, they had over 400 applications. Uh, uh, another banker was telling me, you know, his team was working all through the weekend remotely uh, to help facilitate this. We expect that as those loans close over the course of this week and that process has begun, some of those dollars will get into people's hands, allowing uh, employees to get paid and these companies to keep their employees on uh, uh, for for several months. So that is important. I think that sends some reassurance, gives businesses some important hope that that they uh, alone won't have to carry uh, the costs of, of what has been imposed upon them because of uh, this virus and some of the health precautions that have been mandated, but uh, important pieces to the program in helping keep some of these businesses viable. And again, to reinforce the need, you know, I talked about the 882,000 uh, applications and the $218 billion approved. You break that down on a micro level, the City of Worcester's micro-grant program, uh, 190 grants equaling $1.25 million, and that's a grant, it's not a loan, and uh, you know, five thousand, ten thousand uh, dollar uh, grants to businesses that will also be going out this week. So anything we can do to keep them viable, breathing until we can incrementally uh, open things up are going to be absolutely critical. Yeah, and um, you know, in addition to. Um you know, we repeated this, you know, I guess every week, but it's not just the chamber members you're helping. It's also um, really essentially any uh, Worcester area business uh, that needs your help. Yeah, we have opened up our chamber member services to non-chamber businesses to answer questions, uh, make introductions, uh, referrals, to any way that we can be a resource. And a number of businesses in the region have taken a, a, a advantage of that, and we're happy to help. We see our mission not just to our members but to the broader business community uh, in that regard. Um, I would also mention that this past Friday, Alex Guardiola, who's our Director of Government Affairs and Public Policy, and I were on a conference call with the Lieutenant Governor, uh, Karen Polito, with uh, Secretary of Housing and Economic Development, Mike Keneally, as well as Secretary of Labor and Workforce Training, uh, Secretary Rosalind Acosta, who oversees the whole unemployment system. Uh, one of the pieces of the CARES Act provides enhanced unemployment benefits for people who have been laid off. So not only do you collect your regular unemployment, but you get $600 a week through till the end of, on top of that, through until the end of July. Um, they also have increased the eligibility of people who can apply. So a non-traditional worker, uh, maybe an independent contractor. Yeah, that was my next question. A gig worker. The, those self-employed people. So they are now going to be able to apply, which is a first. That system uh, is their 
putting in, in place that system. They're hoping to have it complete by next this Friday, a whole new platform online in which people can apply. We suspect that will generate a whole series of questions and people needing assistance. Again, if, if the chamber can be assistance to, to any of those uh, self-employed businesses or, or individuals out there, happy to try to help and get you the right information and the right contacts to get you through that process. It truly is a, a business uh, city state. Uh, relationship that that you've built and uh, and you fall back on daily. Yeah, that, that's right. And you know, while people have this uh, un, uh, this time on their hands, uh, you know, some people might welcome elements of that. But there's a lot of this people having time on their hands because they can't work, and that's adversely impacting their their, their family, household, bottom line, and their business bottom line. But we would encourage people to to go on our chamber website, WorcesterChamber.org. There are a host of programs, webinars, uh, Zoom conferences, or just the old traditional conference call if people can a- want to access it that way. We're doing a whole series of programs on how people to help people answer questions. It could be around payroll, healthcare, legal questions, whole how to better utilize online uh, for, to market your business, to sell product, for employee communications. Uh, so we're running a whole series of online programming, again, that we've opened up uh, to members and non-members, uh, people go on WorcesterChamber.org. And again, if people have specific questions, they can call us at the Chamber at 508-753-2924, email us at info at WorcesterChamber.org, or WorcesterChamber.org, uh, uh, our, our website, where we also have our, our daily uh, emails that we've been sending out. We are going to make those three times a week now, uh, especially since it's been a few weeks since the CARES Federal CARES Act. We feel like we've gotten a lot of that information out, but we do a daily uh, special edition email with any updated information on some of the COVID-related mm-hmm. uh programs or offerings, uh, things that we think could be helpful. That's going to be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Great. Uh, we've kind of more of a sprint here in the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes, but any, anything else to add before we uh, before we wrap up for the day, Tim? No, well, you know, it, it, it's the Passover Easter holidays yeah. are behind us, and they're about renewal and, and, and recovery and, and re- renaissance and uh, resurrection. Uh, so uh, we, we think of those terms as spring approaches, and we get a little bit of warm weather. Uh, these, Look, are t- these are tough, challenging times, but but by working together and, and trying to be supportive and listening to our healthcare professionals, we'll get through it. That's right. Uh, I'm executive editor Dave Nordman, joined as we are every Monday by Tim Murray, CEO and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Thank you, Tim, as always, and we'll do it again uh, next week or the week after. Great. Sounds good. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, a podcast from the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Worcester Regional Airport, in partnership with The Telegram and Gazette. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.